Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on this podcast. We're going to be exploring love is this, not that. And this time, we're going to look into the concept of patience, how patience is a part of love. Now, I want to remind you what we're doing in this exploration process so that you can kind of follow along with us is definitions are important in life. And when we don't define something, we really don't know how to kind of live it. So if you didn't know what a car was, you wouldn't really know that it's for driving from here to there. And if you didn't understand what fire was, you wouldn't warm yourself with it. So there's a expected understanding of some things and definitions matter because they help us to understand what the purpose and how that's supposed to be used. So if we look at the concept of art, you know, art is one of those things that oftentimes people kind of want to refuse to define. But then at the same time, we all know what art is and we can tell when something's hanging on our wall and we call it art. And we can kind of tell when somebody's trying to call something art and they're just kind of being an income poop. Hey, Isaac, speaking of art, I got an art joke for you. You want to hear it? Sure. All right. So an artist has a six-year-old child who also likes to draw. And guess what? This child, he drew a horse. So the artist says, hey, you drew the horse the wrong way. And the child says, how did I draw it so wrongly? And the artist says, well, why does the horse have wings? So the kid says, why can't it have wings? And the artist says, it isn't a horse if it has wings. So then the child replies, then why did you call it a horse? <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for corny jokes at least once a week. I'm here all week. So um, the, the joke, though, kind of goes towards our point, which is if you don't really understand the definition of something, as much as you want to call it for the sense of being artsy, that it's this or it can be undefined and all this other stuff, that's very poetic, but it doesn't necessarily help. So um, we're going to focus more on the part of love that we can define. And so today we're going to be talking about that aspect of love that's patient. Because in many studies that have been done, you know, they've realized that patience produces well-being, the right mindset, and many other things that we're going to talk about today in this podcast. Let's uh, buckle our seatbelts and dive right in. <laughs> I was thinking about this uh, often, especially when we first got married. Uh-huh. I thought about patience as a uh, feeling. Like I thought it was just a feeling like, oh, I wish I had the patience. And I hear people say that all the time. Yeah. I wish I had the patience. But you know what? I have since discovered or at least made up my mind to believe this, that patience, it's not a feeling. It's an action. And mm. it is just something that you perform. It is something you do. And it's not something that you just have. It's a skill you can develop. Now, some people have more patience than others. That's, that's true. But it is also something that can be exercised and strengthened patience. Yeah. You know, I, I absolutely agree with you that it's something kind of like a muscle that you can flex. Right. Right. Um, you, you have to kind of hone in on the right behaviors that you're looking for and develop those behaviors in your life. Mm -hmm. um, so in this case, patience. So l love has an aspect of patience and patience is a, a really cool thing because patience uh, can lead to mental health. Do you really? know that? 
Yeah, but how is that? What, I mean, well, what do you know about patients and how this leads to mental health? Because so there was a couple of studies. Uh, okay. One by Professor Sarah, uh, and I hope I say her name right, Schnichter, uh, um, Schink, yeah, Schnichter, and Professor Robert. Emmons, and they created a scale to determine like different characteristics of patients and how to measure them in people. And they went about measuring these characteristics in students and discovered that those displaying higher amounts of patients in, in their capabilities had greater mental health and as well felt more connected with the universe, hmm. spiritual well-being, whatever you want to call it. So as they measured these students in, in these different little things, which I won't get into the boring side of this, the study, they right. found that the, the, those that displayed the higher characteristics or the behaviors of patients had a direct correlation with higher amount of mental health and spiritual well-being, which kind of makes sense. You know, if, yeah. if you're more patient, you're able to kind of see the situation with a cool head. Right. And, you know, you mentioned about uh, being feeling more connected and also finding spirituality in it and being, uh, you know, just more connected. And this just reminds me of a lot of studies that I've heard. There's a lot of studies going on right now about happiness. And they're finding that one of the keys for people to feel joy and happiness rather than having things or achieving things is actually feeling connected. Yeah. I would I would absolutely agree with that. I, I think that when we feel connected, um, it, it it's it's kind of that when we say like you know when people say oh I love her so much. Well, if you could define some of those feelings, connectivity is part of that. Mm -hmm. It's like there's this intimacy, but that intimacy is greater than all the other situations, and part of it is that just stronger, deeper connection. Right. So patience contributes to that. It it, it makes a big difference. So. Love is this, love is patient. So this makes it probably, I'm thinking, if you feel connected, you probably find it easier to show patience when patience is tested. Like say, there is a, there is a source of conflict, there's a situation that arises, and you're able to overlook it and not notice, especially like in the beginning of a relationship, you're much more willing to overlook things that might be difficult for you to handle. Um, and there's a lot of patience at that time. And maybe it is because you're feeling more connected. But should you only show patience when it is tested? That's that's a good question. Um, I would almost wonder if you can show patience when it's not tested. You know, I, I think that um, there's a difference between hope mm -hmm. and patience. And I think that people confuse it of, yeah. oftentimes. They think, well, you know, I have a lot of patience with him. Uh, he's not that irritating. Right. You know, when he's very irritating or when she's very irritating, come back and talk to me about <laughs> whether or not you have patience with him. Because um, patience is basically weathering the storm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I know that we, we're, we're in the middle of where we just finished 2020 and we're starting 2021. And there's a storm brewing on the horizon politically and economically and people are worried. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. um, so we're in the middle of this really crazy storm. And the reality, I think that what people need to walk away or walk out of this storm with is endurance and resilience is to basically face the storm, whatever it comes, and we face it together. We learn from it, we adapt to it, we shape ourselves in it, mm -hmm. and, and, and we, let, we let it not tear us apart, but maybe, you know, 
get stronger. As you get stronger, I do think that it's super important to talk about balance and making sure that when you are making patience a value of yours in a relationship, uh, make sure you enter a relationship where this is a mutual value. Yeah. And that that both people in this relationship are willing to see patience as something that is important to both parties because this needs to be a two-way street in a relationship. A lot of times I have seen some sad stories unfold where one person in the relationship shows all the patience to the point of forgiving offenses that need to be corrected and fixed. Um, And it can lead to really dangerous relationship situations. And I've seen actually abuse emerge from a one-sided relationship where only one of the people in the relationship are putting in all of the effort while the other one just takes. Yeah. Patience has to be something that's mutual for each other. Part of what we had originally said in our first episode where we talked about premises and where we talked, or was it our second episode, I think, that we talked about how to fight or how to argue or how to, the rules of engagement. Those things are super important because part of patience is handling irritability. And the way you handle irritability um, can really make a difference. As a matter of fact, in this, this same study, they found that those that were patient handling the irritable situations uh, that normally created greater stress, uh, they actually found that those that displayed higher characteristics of patients had reduced stress levels. Yeah. And, uh, and with that higher irritability situation, they were able to cool themselves down. They were able to, you know, chillax, as they say, mm-hmm. because they had higher degrees of of patience and this is just a powerful kind of concept it helps you get some stuff it it reminds me of of the story of of the old aesop's fable do you remember the story of the crow no you have to tell me about it um it's a simple story that and we've seen this before this actually happens in nature so it's not necessarily a but anyways it's one of the fables uh, a crow wanted to get some water. The water was at the very bottom of the jar. Mm. So he he grabs pebbles and pebbles and, and flies back and finds another pebble and does this for a long period of time until finally the water is at the very top and he can drink I it. I have never heard that. <laughs> no, it's actually... Yeah. Uh, this is actually not just a thing and story. Apparently, people have documented crows behaving this way. But the concept is that... How long do you want your reward? If you want instant gratification, that's kind of the opposite of patience. And today we we live in a very instant gratification world. So one of the things that you're going to have to kind of confront yourself on is, do I want instant gratification in my relationship? Or am I willing to wait for the long haul? Yeah. So, ah, you know what? We fought and and now I want to have... You know, makeup sex or something like that. Or it's over. And you know, we had a fight and it's over. This is unfixable. We're done. Yeah. So if that's your mentality, you may be thinking, well, how? If, if it's unfixable, then I'm not looking for instant gratification. No, you kind of are. You're trying to move on already. So uh, I, I would say, yeah, you have to kind of find a way to change your your process of thinking. And you know what? I, I think that 
Patience does need to be consciously practiced, not just in action, uh, in your mental process, in your thought, because your thoughts eventually turn into actions. Your actions will become your habits, and then your habits are going to turn into your traits. The thing is, your traits turn into your values and beliefs, and your values and beliefs end up making who you are. So it it's it all starts in the mind. Uh, it's incredible how much... Uh, lack of discipline we allow our minds to have and just let our minds run off and say, well, there's no harm done. I'm just thinking these things. I'm not doing them. But you're actually sabotaging patience by directing your thoughts in a direction that you you don't want to head with your actions. It starts in your thoughts. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, The way you think kind of governs everything that you do. And so if your thinking is kind of off, then you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you say, well, because I, I, I've been in that situation, I think we've all been in that situation. It's like, man, it, no matter what I do, I think I seem to do the wrong thing. Um, I think that oftentimes in those situations, really the challenge is, how do you think about yourself? Sometimes you just have to start by faking it until you make it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I don't have patience. Okay, well, today I'm going to have more patience than yesterday. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Yeah. You just kind of got to fake it till you make it. And then eventually you'll see that value and it'll kind of click. Yeah. You know? And there's always, always something to be thankful for. So I know it's not really doable to just discard a thought and, and then just, you have to replace one thought for another. It just doesn't work that you eliminate a thought and then you have this voidness of nothingness. You have to replace it with something. And I just think a really easy default attitude to have is to think, okay, what is something I can be grateful in this situation, in this person, just something that is positive because it's not all terrible. And that is a good place to start to shift your way of thinking. I love that. I love that. What is something that you can think that is positive about this person? You know, those are things that actually, when we were kind of early in our marriage, I started to practice this thing and Michelle as well, where, cause you know, we get into fights and the first thing you want to think in a fight is that you're wrong, you know, yeah. or I'm going to, you know, prove you or whatever it is that you feel, but you feel offended, you feel whatever, you feel accosted, whatever it is, the the emotions that come in. And I started to conscientiously practice this thing where I would tell myself, sometimes even as much as I could out loud, because obviously if I said it out loud, it'd be weird. (laughs) We're in the middle of an argument. But I try to tell myself in my subconscious the opposite of what I was thinking. Yeah. So... If she was arguing about how I didn't help her enough in the house, instead of saying what I wanted to say, which I help you plenty, I would say, I don't help you plenty. And I would try to challenge to see if that carried a weight of truth, right? You know, Mm -hmm. does it carry a weight of truth? Yeah. And sometimes it did, Surprisingly a lot, especially with the helping around the house, that was something that I definitely needed to do a lot better job when, oh. when we were first yeah, uh, and It's dating. been such a blessing. <laughs> you know, and people change time and experiences. They make us grow. And I just think that it's important to stop and think that we are masters of our walk. We don't just carry ourselves wherever we end up. We're actually using our 
you know, we have some power over where we are headed. We may not exactly be able to control everything that happens in our life, but we can entirely be in control of how we respond to it. Yeah. And we just have to show self-discipline. It's got, you got to have the self-discipline. Yeah. In one of the other studies, uh, one by uh, Deborah R. Comer and uh, Leslie E. Um, Sekirka, uh, they found that individuals with higher degrees of patience displayed better empathy and cooperation along with many other positive traits. They focused on how emotional self-regulation could activate patience in your daily life. So their conclusion was that basically people who displayed these higher levels of patience had better friendships, better relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. They felt deeper relationships with other people, more connectivity. So, yeah, patience sounds like it's part of love. It's part of love, especially in that connectivity. It's an action. I really wanted to go back to what you were saying about emotion being a self-regulation. Okay. You know, that is a coping mechanism. That is a learned behavior. It's a skill that you've got to learn. And we all have our triggers and we all have our coping mechanisms. And we are not automatically equipped with our coping mechanisms. But this emotional self-regulation is super important skill to practice. And you've just got to come up with your own system that works for you. You know, what is the trigger? What is um, the thing that you can do about it? You know, because the, the more you practice a skill, the easier it is to fall back on the learned skill in a time of distress. So when you're in the middle of, you know, um, crisis mode, uh, your automatic instincts kick in. And like when, when you go, if you've ever had like a CPR training or some kind of like, you know, emergency response training, uh, and then uh, hopefully, sadly, you've never had to be in the situation. But if you have had to deal with a crisis after you've had the training, you, the moment you react, you kind of default to what you learned, the skill that you practice and learn, and you start to perform an action that is helpful. And so you've, you've got to prepare. You've got to prepare. If you don't prepare, you can easily default to reacting incorrectly or in a damaging way. And so there is a total big difference between being reactive Hmm. and being proactive, you know, thinking about what you're going to do and having a plan in mind, having some sort of skill practice so that you can be proactive instead of reactive, reactive, you lose total control when you are reactive you don't have self-control you are just defaulting to whims of emotion and that's why emotional self-regulation particularly in the discipline of patience can be such a valuable tool in keeping the relationships that are most valuable to you yeah um, for those of you nerds out there, I always think of Cyclops. Uh, for those of you nerds out there, know exactly who I'm talking about when I say Cyclops. I'm talking about one of the X-Men. Um, uh, oh. And if you've watched the X-Men shows, you know that Cyclops has to have a visor on him. If he takes his visor off, practically the entire world could die because his uh, vision is so powerful that you know it's it's uncontrollable. You know, and so he could just you know melt everything in mm. front of him. So the he has to he has to wear that special visor, otherwise he can't open his eyes. And so it's it's an interesting concept in in the 
you know, <laughs> the comic book uh, world, but it also plays into to reality. I think that people think it, oh, you know, I'm just all about expressing myself. And that is actually very good. There's places to express yourself. You need to express something. Sometimes you got to yell, you got to scream, you got to talk really loud, but you need to do those things and understand that, you know, there's consequences to these things too. Yeah. And if you're, if you don't, if you want to have a greater degree of happiness in your life, you're going to need to learn to express yourself with focus. Right. right. With, with, and that's going to take patience. Yeah. I really want, I, I think the important thing for me is to think, is this destructive? Because I have been super impressed with how much damage can be done in just a few seconds. A few words. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, we've been here in uh, some some storms, and, oh, man, we had this crazy hailstorm where the hail that was falling was the size... I'm not kidding you guys. I mean, this is, you know, documented. The, the hail was the size of, like, large lemons, you know, or small grapefruits. And it was just... I don't know. What did it last? Like five minutes? The storm? Probably even less than that. It seems to last like maybe devastation. Uh, devastation. Five yeah. minutes of a storm. I was out in the street driving, and the street went from being totally drivable to less than like less than ten seconds. I was slipping around on ice, spinning, losing control. I mean, so quick. And we can be the same way. Just a couple of words. Just that, oh, I need to vent, I need to say this. You can't take it back. And the damage that gets done is incredible. How much how much damage are you willing to make just so you can have that little moment where you lose your patience? And and is it worth it? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think that anybody, you know, I, I think that we could all reason today that it's probably not worth it. But how do we, how do we make some differences, right? So I want to go back to these studies all pointed towards um, emotional regulation, right? And what that basically means is to, to have practices where, where you learn to control your emotions, where you learn to control the things that you want to say. And I would go even further because emotions are really the things that happened as you're living life. And if you have some things that you're living in life that are also creating bigger irritants, like for example, you know, you work at that job that you absolutely hate, you've hated it for, you know, I don't know, the many years. And well, how much is this affecting everything else? Right. You know, and I think that sometimes we have to, we have to look at those other factors as well. Yes. And, uh, and, and try to put it all together and, and find that place so that we can be patient in a lot of these things. Now I say that, and I'm going to tell you, I'm a big believer in staying in a place, you know, and, and finding your way. Yeah. Maybe that's what you got to do in, in some of these different situations. But, you know, I also know that, that we have to, we know that one thing contributes to another and it can create a domino effect. So, um, that said a couple of things that we want to give you as potential practice steps, uh, to do it. The first is you start with just an increment, something small. Mm -hmm. How can you be patient today and pick somebody or an area where you tend to feel the most vulnerable towards irritation, right? Right. For me, my daughter has 
severe autism, and she likes to play music at its fullest volume, and it's the most annoying music, the same music she's been playing since she was three years old, so it's that kind of, you know, baby music, but take in mind she's 15 now. Which means we've heard of her 15 song. years, yeah. Same and song at, at least 100 times a day for uh, 15 years. Yes. So it <laughs> does the thing. It, it does irritate. <laughs> I'll just say that. Oh my God. And I have to push myself to not just get angry when I hear it. Yeah. Right? So, so that's how I practice. So I practice and, okay, I hear it. And my practice is to be able to say, her, K- Katie, volume down, press pause. That's my practice. My goal is to be able to say volume down and press pause without sounding like an angry tyrant. Right. Or Or, get your headphones. (laughs) Yeah. And do I succeed at that all the time? Honestly, quite a bit. Yeah. But I also fail. I can attest you do. And the, the important thing is that the action is more important than how great you are at it you'll eventually be great at everything just doing it starting so yeah a great way to practice being patient is to try to gain understanding of the other person's perspective experience feelings you know just what just to step out of your own vision out of your own perspective and try to see what the other person is experiencing, which is really a mature skill. This, this skill does not even develop fully in, uh, teenagers. They've done these tests, uh, for, for perspective and understanding. And they've even found that teenagers are still working on developing this skill. So you've got to show some real maturity and also selflessness when you're able to be able to see through the eyes of the other person. Um, if you don't know what the other person is feeling or experiencing, then guess what? Stop, slow down, and use observation or use listening hmm. so that you can gain knowledge. You could even respectful questions, you know, um, ask questions for information not for judgment and uh just take a step back stop concluding and start observing start listening and this is one way to see through the other person's perspective which is really tough because you've got to be very selfless but if you're trying to preserve a relationship then it's not all about you and and sometimes it's not even about preserving a relationship it's after a while, for me, it's about, I think that we as humans have to be bigger than than the animalia in us or whatever we want to call it, right? That animal instinct. Oh. Yeah, you know? There's a whole reason why we can communicate and talk if we were grunting and beating each other with sticks. Well, that's what Facebook and Twitter is for. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. No, not my Facebook. <laughs> no, Guys, but, my Facebook's a friendly place. That's that's the first place that, that I think of people resulting to their animal tendencies is Facebook and Twitter. And my my main thought is, though, that's I think that's where you should probably practice the most of that, right? Is try to understand somebody else's perspective. Yeah. It would help you. Yeah. Um, uh, and also just make you happier. According to these studies, like people are much happier and much more in control of their emotions and ha- happy in their existence 
when they regularly and highly practice patience. So it's it's for your own good. Yeah, and there's that skill of emotional regulation. So Isaac, I wrote some examples of, so, so we are talking about love is this, not that. So I want to kind of replace it with patience is this, not that. So I thought um, some examples of what patience is. Okay. Listening first mm. rather than speaking. Uh, making your partner's needs just or more important as your own. Patience is also showing restraint in times of strain or offense. Hmm. Patience is also speaking up for yourself, but with kindness, like advocating for yourself, but in kindness, respect, and with a non-judgmental attitude. Just the way that you would gather information, try to hear the other person. Then be a person who speaks in a way that you can be listened to without offense. So those are the things that I think patience is. Let me tell you what patience is not. Patience is not criticism, ladies. Um, it's not retribution. You know, you did this, so I do that. That's not patience. Also, patience is not a debt that needs to be repaid. If you show patience, it's free, okay? You're giving it away. You're not showing it with, okay, I did this, you did that, because then you're going to get into the tallies, and if you start holding each other as uh, debtors, that's not going to be a very free relationship. And guess what? Patience is not exhaustible. Like, say it's here today and gone tomorrow. You know, that's not patience. Patience should renew over and over again. Yeah. Within the... Of course, like what we said, within the, the exception of, of abuse. Yes, balance, you know, you know, you know two-way street. You know, you've got to know that this is a value that you share. Yeah. And uh, in I, I guess um, coming close to our end or yeah. wrapping up, um, we, we said, you know, love is this, not that, in this series that we're kind of introducing and stuff. So in the series of love is this, not that, love is patient, and the part of not, I would say it's not everything that we've described so far in this episode, you know, in the sense that it's hard to say what the counter of patience is because, you know, patience is irritability. Patience is, you know, the counter of patience is irritability. The counter of patience is, is uh, um, selfish self-expression, you know. Um, it can be so many different things. And patience is kind of obvious what it is. So I don't know. Love is patient and it's not all these negative things that we've been talking about. Right. Hey, I've got a challenge for um, the people listening. What do you think? If I can just challenge you guys to practice patience today, try doing one selfless thing for your spouse or your partner today. See what you can do that is selfless, not for you, for them and practice that'll get you off on the right foot to continue practicing patience and you will find yourself feeling more fulfilled and enjoying life much more wow i feel like i'm learning myself as we're talking to you guys so (laughs) thank you guys for joining us along in this wonderful journey as we um talk to you and share some of the things that we've learned in our lives and at the same time grow in our own relationship um as we're learning and sharing these things so Uh, My name is Isaac. And I'm Michelle. And you have been listening to My Little Family.